This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience. Today I have with me Michelle Orovitz. Michelle is an acupuncturist, Ayurvedic practitioner, and certified hypnotherapist specializing in fertility health. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So my background's actually in architecture. I worked in New York City um, and also San Francisco had my own imbalances physically for many years and found an acupuncturist who I went to and ever since I've had treatments from him he's completely changed my life helped me in ways that doctors couldn't help me also kind of as a side effect and I tell my patients all the time it's a side effect of acupuncture is feeling really really well (laughs) and uh, mentally as well And I found that uh, the stressors that usually affected me weren't affecting me as much. And my skin cleared up, things that I didn't really go to him for, but just like everything else kind of got ironed out. So I was so intrigued by that and found that even though I liked architecture and I went into it because of my creativity, it wasn't really speaking to me in the actual real world. And um, ever since going to as a patient becoming so moved by what acupuncture did for me i always wanted to just go back to school and study either natural medicine or something to help other people so we moved to florida went to school for ayurvedic medicine which is an ancient indian medicine i studied that for two years then got pregnant um, started a family And then, um, which by the way, had I not gone to an acupuncturist, one of my issues was, would have been fertility because uh, my cycles were off, everything was off. That was like the reason I went. So kind of full circle. So my kids got older. I actually was um, selling art online because like I said, my background's in art, architecture, Um, selling art, art online so I can stay home with the kids. And then once they both went to elementary school, I enrolled to go back to school to get my master's degree in in oriental medicine. And so I studied that, went to school, graduated, um, started my practice, and then eventually just always seemed to be drawn to fertility health. And while I was doing that, I also realized with patients that people would do pretty well, but then go back to the same types of patterns um, or they, they do well after coming to me and then they kind of go back and I, I realized that a lot of that had to do with belief and mindset so I was really intrigued about going back to school or going back to study hypnotherapy and adding that into my acupuncture treatment so to have acupuncture points to help almost open the consciousness there's ones for the crown area and then one in between the eye to really calm the person with 
the points and then doing hypnosis during that time. And I found that it's been incredible. So that's pretty much my journey. I, it's something that for some reason I've been really, really drawn to. And that's what got me here today. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. And it connects because me and my wife have been uh, doing uh, infertility treatments for about three years. Um, and I know the stress aspect and, and I know they suggest acupuncture also, usually before the actual procedure, like IVF, obviously like a long term treatment would, would be ideal or, you know, multiple sessions. But in terms of our situation, we've had to deal with five miscarriages we're still doing it but majority oh, wow. of the money is out of pocket at this yeah. point insurance doesn't kind of cover multiple cycles so it kind of connects with a lot yeah absolutely and i'm really sorry to hear that it's horrible it's really horrible and i i've seen so many people going through this it's grueling it, it really like so tough because you you're going usually typically when we want something in life we go there we go after it we do the work and we get it but in this case you know you're out of money and you're spending so much energy and so much hope and then having to go through the loss is really really traumatic yeah it's an emotional hit every time and then and you hear from the uh you know the fertility doctor that you know i don't know what happened it should have worked this time or we changed this variable or yeah. we, we reduced this and added that and it should have worked but it's like at the end of the day like you said it's it's very emotionally grueling and obviously the the financial toll adds to you know the aspect as well and it's adds the stress because for the whole procedure and getting pregnant and, and moving forward in your cycle stress and maintaining stress and keeping as low as possible is very important for the health of the pregnancy so yeah absolutely so what was uh what what ended up happening did you guys have any children or we we actually are foster parents foster to adopt um mm -hmm. last cycle we did was last uh last year and mm -hmm. uh we hope to do another cycle in march we have um we had an egg retrieval done before we started all the ivfs and iuis mm -hmm. so we have i believe like six or seven embryos left oh that's amazing yeah, that's sir. actually a really good number yeah so we're gonna try one or two more times or and this time maybe uh because we haven't done multiple embryos yet and uh mm -hmm. because the doctor doesn't want to do that because it's a higher chance for multiple do. multiple pregnancies yeah 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 but um we may try in terms of the next cycle to have uh, more than one embryo and, and you know hopefully god willing it you know it works this time i mean listen if you're okay with having more than one it's really a personal decision yeah, I mean, get them all out of the way at one yeah, shot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's amazing that you are you guys are fostering. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's definitely, but I'll tell you, you have a good number because <laughs> I've been doing this work and that's usually, typically that's not the number I, I'm used to hearing. Yeah, we've, so, we've, we've had a good amount and I think the ones that, you know, passed the grade and then were fertilized was, I believe, you know, 11 or so. Mm -hmm. So... It's usually higher some people say you know sometimes it's like one or two embryos you know that were able to be fertilized and you know if they were genetically tested tested without any genetic you know abnormalities and that kind of thing um did you guys get genetically tested yeah we did whatever the insurance didn't cover to uh check all the embryos and then check our history as well like genetic makeup when we, if we combined if there was any like outliers that if, if we combined that it would be an active gene or whatever and mthfr as well 
uh, for I your wife? It, it was like three years ago, so I don't necessarily know. I just know that. It's really important because um, a lot of people who miscarry tend to be that, and then they can't have folic acid. They have to have folate, methylated folate. So make sure that she has that. If you want, I'll, I'll send you a prenatal that I recommend. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And like the the other thing tied in there, my wife has uh, en endometriosis. So that kind of uh, couples the situation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, I can, I'll, I'll send you um, outside of this. I'll, I'll send you a couple of suggestions no, for that'd sure be great. That, that can help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so definitely, I mean, um, as you know, like it's, it's such a, it's such a tough process and I just have, I guess, a, an affinity or a sensitivity to people going through this because um, nobody can really imagine what it's like unless they're going through it of the highs and lows and the you know ups and downs and then the not wanting to get too excited you know when things go well and then um, so yeah for sure yeah I agree so what motivates you to succeed well it's kind of a, a couple of things it's interesting because uh, I've been meditating for many years like over 20 years. And before meditation, I was never a great student growing up. And when I was younger, you know, I, I never really considered myself as one of those like go-getters and people that like really are top of their class and that kind of thing. And then I think from meditating, my mind has changed and, and how I see the world and what I've overcome in my own, on my own. And, and when I went back to school, I actually graduated valedictorian and I love just challenging myself. I think that I don't ever want to stop challenging myself or, or working and growing. One of the things that motivates me to succeed is my are my kids. I want them to see, they're both girls, and I want them to see me as a role model to show them what you can do with your life and, and what you can do and how you can grow. And I just feel like it's so much fun to keep you know, recreating yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, in any career, when you get to a point and you become uh, complacent, if you're an individual or a company, it, you know, stagnates growth and kind of is a, is a killer of ideas. So you constantly have to keep, like you said, redefining yourself, learning and becoming better in your crap. Yeah, for sure. And um, another thing that motivates me is I really love inspiring people. It's something that I've always loved to be inspired. And now as I'm learning, I really want to like inspire. It's just fun for me. It's it's exciting to be able to have conversations even with my patients and then spark something in their eye. And they're like, huh, I didn't see it that way. And just inspire. And there's something about that energy that I'm really drawn to. Yeah, it's, it's really rewarding. And you know, when you're giving back or you're adding value, it, it's that much better. Yeah, for sure. So what's one weakness that you may have had that you've seen in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? So one of my weaknesses always in the past has been focus. And the reason being is because I'm a very highly creative individual. Typically, as you may know, highly creative individuals have a hard time in, in the general school system. <laughs> and so, so I always had a hard time just kind of sitting and doing what was expected of me because my mind will always come up with ideas. But that's, you know, after years of figuring out how to manage that, I've learned to use that in my favor. Because I'm so creative, I'll come up with ideas that will reinvent 
myself or my work or or just come up with ideas throughout the day even if i'm dealing with challenges with uh patients fertility and and how we can address it so my creativity and and the fact that i have so many different ideas is actually a blessing it's just a matter of figuring out how to manage it so that it doesn't get me to be too unruly <laughs> and have uh, my mind go all over the place so i've learned through discipline and through meditation to harness that energy in a more productive way yeah i think that's important like you said people that are creative i think the traditional uh, education system doesn't necessarily do justice to you know people that are creative or people that should focus on their creativity and not necessarily things that they'll never use yeah and you know even college or institutions obviously you have to go to a formal education for things like medicine and uh, you know other stem careers but there's certain things where you should be doing what you're passionate in and that experience you know trumps uh, a piece of paper in terms of a degree yeah absolutely and so um it's definitely that and then it's this balance you know we in chinese medicine call the yin and the yang the yin is the very feminine it's a little bit more slow moving it's more introvert and the yang is extrovert sun hot energy uh, male so it's it's really within all of nature it's within all of us and it's within every single aspect of our life so with the creativity you know i learned how to kind of bring a little bit more groundedness to it to make it work optimally and kind of have it in both but it's interesting when i was growing up like uh, we were just talking about with school what happens is with a lot of creative individuals that don't do as well in the system they internalize it and and then they start to label themselves or believe certain things which is what happened to me but i overcame it over time i said no that doesn't have to be the case and a book that actually really changed my life around the same time that i went to my acupuncturist was the book the power of the subconscious mind by joseph murphy and that's where any blame that i had on my parents or growing up or whatever went out the window and i finally took you know it really does get you to take complete responsibility over your life and to realize that you are 100% a creator of everything yeah i agree so what's one piece of advice you have for the audience personal or professional my piece of advice is don't lose your spark it's very easy to get caught up in life's demands and then just be in reactive mode so you know the phone call rings the the phone rings you pick up the call um somebody tells you to go somewhere you go you know you're just kind of your whole life becomes dictated by the demands of the craziness which is today's world it's important to actually take some charge and proactivity to either create self-care journal do something that really lights you up and don't lose that spark because it's very easy for that to become dull if you're just in this reactivity of answering to demands and not answering to your your own soul yeah i agree and it gets you know frustrating when you're dealing with all these things or you're putting out fires or you know things you're dealing with either your everyday life your professional life and they all compound and it gets to a point where you know you're almost suffocating so i think that's important yeah for sure without a doubt <laughs> so i really appreciate you coming on today can you let the audience know how they can find you yeah absolutely um so my website is www. 
thewholesomelotus.com. And I'm also on Instagram and it's at the wholesome lotus fertility. And I'm also on Facebook, but all of those actually are linked from my website. So basically my website has everything. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Well, thank you so much for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.